0: Hi, this is Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. This is late. I usually don't do the podcast this late. It's six o'clock Central Time in the evening, but I have had a big day. I was setting out to design and draft and write a podcast for the day when I got a message from a friend of mine in Long Island, and it shifted everything that I want to say tonight on this podcast. I feel passionately about this, and I try to keep my voice calm, and I try not to sound hysterical, but there's so much in tonight's podcast that I feel very emotionally uh, tied to. I feel very uh, strong about these issues, so if you don't mind, I'm just going to be myself and express myself, and I ask that you could see my heart as I'm talking about these important issues There's a lot of talk these days about immigration. You know, the words amnesty, DACA dreamers, and the Christian's obligation to protect all life. Uh, Russell Moore from the ERLC, he likes to say, we need to protect all life, not just the unborn. And some people that are listening might be saying, you know, what's the big deal? Have immigrants done harm to anyone here? Aren't they just here to live out the American dream? And I I like that concept of the American dream. And when people try to compare what we're going through today, especially with the U.S. and Mexico border, they try to compare it to what happened on Ellis Island, and it's nothing. They're not comparable in any way because Ellis Island was a vetting center, and people did get turned away and sent back to Europe because of disease or they weren't able to support themselves or uh, the papers looked suspect. So, yeah, it's completely different. Are we a nation of immigrants? You bet we are. Immigrants who went through the process to come here legally. So, my friend Bill, who lives on Long Island, he said to me today, Terry, I want you to come to Long Island, and I'm going to take you on a tour. And I need to take you on a tour at night. Because they are literally digging up bodies killed by MS-13 gang members. In fact, according to Bill, a person who was set to witness this week, who was an actual victim that could identify MS-13 gang members, he was set to testify this week he was brutally killed two weeks ago and his body was dumped like trash in an empty building. Bill says to me, Terry, if you take me up on my offer, it will be a long night. Because I'd take you to Brentwood and Deer Park and Bayshore and Coney Island and North Amityville. But I wouldn't let you out of the car. It's that bad. Because if I left you on the street, you wouldn't make it out alive. Then Bill asked me if I remembered Evelyn Rodriguez. And it took me a while to bring her her face to mind. I, I knew the name, but I couldn't think of how I knew her. Now, she's the mom of the girl that was killed by MS-13 gang members two years ago. And you might remember her because Evelyn and her husband were part of the State of the Union Address in 2018. And President Trump had selected Evelyn Rodriguez to um, start a anti-gang uh, movement. And he, President Trump really... Believed her fire and her passion were vitally important in stopping gang violence in Long Island. Well, she went to the memorial to place flowers and balloons on her, uh, where her child was killed by um, the gang members, MS 13 gang members. And Evelyn had been working very closely with President Trump to stop gang violence in Long Island. And while she was there, she was run over by a car. And then they backed up and ran over her again, sending a message. My friend Bill in Long Island says, rest in peace, Evelyn. And Bill is grieving over the violence the MS-13 gang is bringing to his hometown. I saw stats today, stats that really changed the course of my day and had me doing research on what are the truths and the realities of illegal immigration and crime in the United States. In 2018 194 Americans were killed in mass shootings. Mass shootings are horrific and I think we all believe that they're epidemic in the States and we're talking about them and the news is covering them. Mass shootings took 194 American lives in 2018. But that number pales in comparison to the 10,150 American citizens that were killed by illegal immigrants in 2018, that same year. 194 Americans killed in mass shootings, and mass media covers every detail But 10,150 Americans were killed by illegal immigrants in 2018, and the media is silent. MS-13 is not just rhetoric, especially for my friend Bill in Long Island. They're the most violent gang in America, and they are all here illegally from places like Mexico and Central America, and they're coming into the United States via the Mexican border. ICE estimates that there are 30,000 MS-13 members in the United States, but some agencies more than double that number. These violent illegals are involved in murder, child prostitution, and drugs. In New York City alone, the New York Police Department says MS-13 was responsible for 17 murders in the first four months of 2016. In 2017, they killed 21 people in less than two months. Democrats, uh, Southern Baptist Convention, ERLC, President Russell Moore, and many Republicans are working hard to pass an amnesty bill to blanket legalize all illegals currently residing in the United States. When we say let's just make it legal at the time we might think that sounds like an easy and fair and kind and compassionate decision but there are consequences to that decision in that if they're here illegal illegally a majority of them are here doing criminal activity Senator Tom Tillis from North Carolina and you know other liberal republicans they are hell bent on turning our nation into a haven for cartel drug trafficking and criminal aliens. Rather than holding vote after vote on ridding our communities of these sanctuary cities and dangerous criminal alien gangs and drug traffickers, liberal Republicans like Tom Tillis are working on, amazingly, more amnesty for illegal aliens. Senator Tillis along with senators James Lankford, Republican of Oklahoma, and Lindsey Graham, Republican of South Carolina, they began work today. This is Wednesday. They began to work they began to work today on an effort to get Trump's support for a mass amnesty bill that passed the House last September. Tillis has already publicly praised the bill. And he met with Agricultural Secretary Sonny Perdue, along with several other GOP senators, to plan support for the bill. But note, please note, nobody from the Department of Homeland Security was present at that meeting to offer the border security perspective on that bill. And this is why the Republican Party has been and is so ineffective. On December 11, House Democrats passed the Farm Workforce Act. In plain English, it grants amnesty to every illegal alien in this country who claims to have worked for agriculture and creates an unlimited agriculture worker program to bring millions of low-skilled workers into the United States, unscreened and unvetted. In December, 34 Republicans supported that bill in the House, along with all but three Democrats. Now, undoubtedly, many more probably agreed with the idea, but were inclined to vote no, simply because they're the House Minority Party. Curiously, the White House has been silent. Typically, such a transformative and consequential bill that passes the House would be met by what's known as a statement of administrative policy expressing the president's support or threat to veto such a bill. One would think that Trump would veto an amnesty in a heartbeat, right? This bill was sponsored by Representative um, Lofgren, the Democrat from California, who was one of the House impeachment managers. And yet the White House is silent. Oddly, the push by a North Carolina senator is especially jarring. There have been numerous cases of illegal alien sex offenders in North Carolina. According to the Epic Times, just one citizen in North Carolina collated criminal data from just 30% of North Carolina counties. And she found that in just the past 18 months, more than 331 illegal aliens have been charged with over 2,000 child rapes, and child sexual assaults. As Christians, how are we to respond to the questions of illegal immigration and amnesty? It's really difficult to pilfer through the definitions, clarifying terms, and crazy statistics all related to illegal aliens and undocumented workers and DACA dreamers and refugees. And I know sometimes it's overwhelming, But I get really angry when organizations like World Relief release a sappy, guilt-inducing video. Do you remember that one, Welcome the Stranger? On it, 20 Christian women leaders gathered to quote Matthew 25 and create a video blasting those of us who are against illegal immigration and want it stopped. They were blasting us over our ignorant, non-tolerant, unloving, un like hate-filled heads. And each of them walked away feeling better for the experience of reading Jesus' words for the video. How many of these women live in gated communities? Do any of them live in cities where illegal aliens are tearing communities apart and destroying safety and infrastructure? Sadly, one of my readers, Dan Galvich, He has seen personally the havoc illegals have brought to our nation. He wrote me recently. He said, Terry, Google my son, Spencer Golvich. He was randomly gunned down at a red light by a four-time deported illegal alien who had a 15-year rap sheet here in the United States and had done five years for attempted murder. Dan hates that world relief video. He says to me, these fake Christian women are your enemy. Nowhere in the Bible does it teach to reward mass lawlessness or to coddle people who thumb their noses at the immigration laws that are designed to protect citizens. These women are treasonous, treacherous. Think they are? You think my words are harsh? Try looking at your child's crushed skull in a casket like I did. These women are traitors. My heart breaks for Dan and others like him who have lost loved ones to the senseless and preventable killings by illegal immigrants. There's an ugly underbelly to illegal immigration that Christian leaders seem to self-righteously ignore. I think there are those in the church who want us to see DACA dreamers and illegal immigrants as the best and the brightest in America. The media is portraying them all as valedictorians or Medal of Honor recipients when the truth is quite a different story. They want us to believe that these illegals are real Americans, better, hardworking, and more law-abiding than native-born Americans, an idea that simply is not true. And on top of that, it's a most horrific misinterpretation of Matthew 25. Check out my blog for more information on that the truth about illegals in America. So let's look at the cold hard facts. The stats on illegal immigrants age 15 to 35, these would be what we would call the DACA dreamers. The stats on these illegal immigrants, these DACA dreamers, and crime in the US are staggering. The data, unfortunately, is from only five states Arizona, Florida, California, New York, and Texas, because Oddly, the Obama administration ordered that federal statistics on illegals and crime no longer be kept under his presidency. I'm not kidding. So for these five states, the numbers show that about 5,500 U.S. citizens are killed each year by illegal aliens between the ages of 15 and 35. Those are the DACA dreamer ages. And that's the stat just for these five states alone. We can only imagine how many thousands more have been murdered by DACA Dreamers in the other 45 states. And it was only under President Trump that we were able to come up with the 2018 statistic I quoted earlier in this podcast. There's an entire website focusing on the citizen victims of these illegals, and I'll post that link uh, in the description of the podcast below. So between 1985 and 2017, it's like a 33-year a study. Uh, illegal immigrants in Arizona, age 15 to 35, that DACA Dreamer, they were 250% more likely to commit crimes than U.S. citizens of the same age. That's according to the Arizona Department of Corrections. And to make matters worse, these illegal immigrants in Arizona were more likely to commit very serious crimes, like murder, armed robbery, and sexual assault. For instance, This same study in Arizona found that illegal immigrants were dramatically more likely to be convicted of a homicide-related offense than either native-born Americans or legal immigrants during that same 33-year period. And Florida's state correction stats estimate just in 2014 alone, 75% of all criminal defendants who were convicted and sentenced for drug offenses were illegal aliens. Another reader, she's kind of become a friend of mine. Her name is Susie. She lives in Southern California. She wrote, I am a native Southern Californian. My family has lived in this state for a 100 years. The little semi-rural town I live in is overwhelmed with gangs, MS-13, drugs, cartel influence, even human trafficking. We can't get a handle on it. So much from non-existence immigration control. This bleeding-heart video that World Relief put out is from women who live in wealth and privilege and likely gated communities. They have no idea what it's like to live in crime-riddled areas. I find the lack of care for the safety of legal and vulnerable citizens to be very telling of this false agenda. That, and this is an organization, World Relief, that receives... Money from George Soros, and that's enough to make me pause. There are an estimated 12 million illegal undocumented immigrants in the United States today. The majority of these illegals come to the United States through Mexico and U.S. border. They take low-expertise jobs from underskilled U.S. citizens. They are abused by employers often treated as slaves with no legal, legal recourse. They are afraid to report crimes or testify against criminals even when they are witnesses or the victims. They are 10% of the U.S. prison population and we care and pay for them as U.S. taxpayers. And they are not themselves taxpayers as their income is unreported and undocumented. And this is why American Christians want a wall. And this is why American Christians are against blanket amnesty. This is why American Christians want illegals to follow the laws of the land and to obey the immigration structures put into place to protect our nation and to protect its citizens. Jesus said we are to render to Caesar what is Caesar's. That's not just taxes. That is honor, respect, and obedience to the rule of law. Innocent citizens should have been protected by our government. Our government failed them and chose the bleeding-heart rhetoric of welcome the stranger over the common-sense practices of strict immigration laws and proper vetting. Our nation needs immigration reform. We do not need amnesty. We need a wall to protect our borders. I'm not against immigration, and I don't know a single American who is. What I am opposed to is illegal immigration. I believe people should take the time to go through the proper channels. I believe the Bible wholeheartedly. But being the church and being a nation are two different things. I'm certain that each of these pro-amnesty leaders locks his or her doors at night and doesn't welcome the stranger off the street into their homes to live with them. There's a micro and a macro application of scripture to all of life. A personal application, as Christ commanded his followers, that isn't a governance principle or met for matters of state. Remember, Jesus lived under Roman rule and occupation. I believe it's very wrong to use one's position and scriptures and virtue signaling to guilt people into what truly is a political agenda. It's it's manipulation at its worst. I'm saddened that thousands of men and women across the United States who follow these Christian leaders will buy this guilt, hook, line, and sinker. Remember too, folks, if the immigration reform bill gets passed, world relief will lose over $1 billion in U.S. federal funding. I call that a conflict of interest. World relief is not taking a stand on scripture or calling the church to be holy. They're guilting American evangelical conservatives into buying their agenda. The whole thing grieves me. As a follower of Christ, we should care about the poor and disadvantaged. Tragically, these illegals prey disproportionately on the marginalized of our nation. And to make matters worse, when we're flooded with illegal immigrants, they simply drive down wages for hardworking U.S. citizens, especially those in low-income jobs. To stand up with compassion for the poor and the vulnerable means to stand up against amnesty for illegals. So what can we do? Get a hold of your U.S. senators and let them know that you do not support this amnesty bill. Amnesty for illegals is not good for America, nor is it commanded by Scripture. What is commanded by Scripture? We're to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Wisdom here! is to look at the whole picture, the big picture, and not allow yourself to be guilted into believing something the facts and figures don't back up. Truth matters. Well, that's it for today. This has been Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. I hope you tune into this podcast tomorrow, and please subscribe. Thanks for joining me.